You are listening to the new season of Venerable Voices. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, all you good people. Happy New Year. And thanks for joining us for a brand new season of Venerable Voices. I'm Cindy Kellogg, your host, and I'm thrilled to be part of another season of Venerable Voices. As you know, from the end of our season last year, we've transitioned here at Venerable Voices with the resounding goal this year of bringing you hope. Hope by sharing stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And our kickoff episode promises to deliver that. You may recall that as we wound up Venerable Voices in 2021, one of our last episodes was a conversation I had with Marcus Robinson, a Colorado resident who launched over a year ago, Ride for Racial Justice. It was our most listened to episode of last year. And during that conversation, Marcus introduced us to Lisa Muhammad, one of the writers for Ride for Racial Justice. Lisa is our conversation starter for 2022. She is a single mom of five children, recently widowed, a resident of California and a member, a proud member of the Ride for Racial Justice cycling team. Lisa at age 43, who was never an athlete prior to two years ago, was crowned in September of last year as the Women's Masters State Criterium Champion in California for the 40 to 44 category. What an astounding achievement, but even more outstanding is Lisa's journey to that point. She will share with us today her courage, her hope for the future, her inspiration, the love she has for her children, the grit, the passion, the soul she brings to her daily journey. And I know that you will find as I did, this incredible person is a mentor, a role model, a light for all of us heading into 2022. Without further ado, my conversation with Lisa Muhammad. Here we go. And I guess I'll preface this by just starting um, with something you already know. I had the um, extraordinary opportunity to visit with Marcus uh, about his launch of Ride for Racial Justice. And honestly, of all the podcasts I did last year, I, I honestly believe that was my favorite. I just, to hear, and I should back up, I have known Marcus for, oh gosh, probably 10 years. Um, he and I first connected through Miss Sandra, another human rock star on the planet, um, when he was a pink tie guy for her advocating for breast cancer awareness. And in a previous lifetime of mine, I worked for a company that was also doing work for Susan G. Komen for the cure. So that is how he and I crossed paths initially. And then I had lost contact with him and shame on me. I hate that when you lose contact with people that you just, you know, so feel need to be in your sphere to give you hope for our humanity. Um, so we were reconnected when he launched Ride for Racial Justice through a mutual friend. And at the time I was doing this podcast for experience, then Experience Engaged and now just solo, but it was just extraordinary to hear that he had this vision and what he did with it and where he's going with it. It just, it was so humbling to be part of that conversation. So he talked a lot about you, my friend, during that, that conversation. And I just am so happy to be able to kind of keep going with the work of Ride for Racial Justice by sharing some of these uniquely special and amazing stories, now yours. So is that an appropriate preface? Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't think I would be in this space without Ride for Racial Justice. Um, you speak of being, you know, humble, just to be in a conversation. Imagine being in the midst of such an amazing organization. Um, it's really ignited me. Um, you know, Marcus, uh, I, I'm, I'm indebted to him and not only him, but um, Kevin Evans, um, 
gentleman that they both uh, that we both know. Um, he reached out to him. I write with him and Major Motion. It's a, a club here in, in Los Angeles, founded in 1975 um, in South Southwest Los Angeles. Um, and he he reached out to him, uh, looking for folks wanting to to take part in right for racial justice and. You know, he kind of planted a seed and I had no idea it would have spread like a weed. <laughs> it's, it's just been awe inspiring. Um, the individuals that I've learned, um, that I've had a chance to, to get to know um, for the longest. I was just so admired, um, not admired, but um, inspired excuse me, of the stories behind such amazing people from uh, across the nation and how uh, Marcus and Neil Henderson and, and their amazing group found these 25 individuals, um, community activists, accomplished athletes, just your everyday people and got them together to do this amazing and impactful um, movement. It, it, it went more beyond, you know, just an organization, just an event. We, we showed up at Steamboat um, with just a great amount of pride on our shoulders. Um, and for the longest, me, I'm, I'm like, how do I fit into this? <laughs> I'm just, you hear that? I'm just a mom. And I had to really check that um, because throughout that process, me being just a mom, I didn't realize the impact that I was having on my children within the home. And ultimately that's where it starts for me. Um, you could see these, these great people and just think, wow, they're making such an impact. Um, but where did that start? You know, did they did they just wake up and decide I'm gonna be I'm gonna make an impact on my community? I'm gonna be this great athlete. I'm gonna be this, you know, amazing person. Um, they might might have had a mom or two there to to support them, and and I see my 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 children and my little girl now looks at me, I wanna do what she does. You know, she picked up her bike cause she saw me pick up my bike and she wanted to race cause she saw mommy race. And through my involvement with such uh, an amazing organization, um, bringing light to our impact in our communities, um, I was able to see that within my daughter. Um, and it really was the proudest moment for me. I tell the story often that <laughs> when I took her to my first race, um, before I got into gravel, I was crit racing and took her to the first race. And she said, okay, I'm gonna help you win. Like, I'm thinking she's on the sidelines cheering for me. I'm like, yeah. And so when the, you know, few races came, she saw, she was excited and she thought, okay, uh, she asked a question. So when do I get to race? I said, Oh, sweetie, you're you're just here to to watch. You know, I'm gonna race, but you're just here to watch, Cindy. When I tell you the look on this little girl's face, she was six at the time. She's seven now, but she looked as though I stole her puppy, her dog, and her ice cream all all in the same day. She was devastated. Never again would I bring her without her bike. She showed up. From, the, from that point on, she had her little bike and she parked it with the rest of the racers. She raced up and down um, the, 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 the course when we weren't racing. I would 
volunteer and help set up and break down just so um, she had those few, you know, few hours to, to spin around the course. But the look on her face, the sheer happiness, you know, to be a part of it all um, was the biggest thing um, that I took from that. My children um, really gave me the permission to continue this. When I first heard that I would be a part of my racial justice, um, it came two weeks after the passing of their father, my husband. Um, Lisa, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. Um, it, to say it wasn't devastating would be, you know, would, would be an outright lie, but to lose someone, um, a partner, time of 23 years, uh, it was hard. The children, all different stages um, in, in their life. They, I've had, I have some in college, some school, school age and my youngest what was six at the time. When I first got news of my acceptance into the program, it was bittersweet because I had shared my pursuit of this program with him. One of the last conversations I had was about this crazy long distance, multi-day um, bike ride that we were gonna do um, for cancer. He passed away um, because of cancer in, in 2020, December of 2020. Um, and I didn't know that that would be the last conversation I had with him. I shared it with the children that I would be part of this program and I, but I told him, I said, I don't think I, I don't know if I should. I don't know if this is the right time. Um, and they told me, if you don't, you're gonna have problems with us. And I looked like, wow. What, what? Wow. They said, <laughs> they said, how else are we gonna brag about how amazing our mom is if she's not doing amazing things? And to hear that from them, they said, you know, mommy, we see how much cycling means to you. At that point, I had only been cycling for about six months, a little short of six months. But during that time, it was my coping mechanism. They say cycling is therapy. And it, it's so cliche, you hear it, we, we see it on t-shirts, bumper stickers or whatever. But until you go through a life experience that calls for a break calls for you to escape in a healthy manner, you don't understand. Cycling truly became my therapy. Through it, I found a community that embraced me um, where I was. They didn't know the struggles I was going through, but it was just an escape to be with people who shared, you know, just the love of being on, on two wheels. And they saw that um, at their young ages, they saw that impact on me. And they said, we have our way of escaping um, to keep us busy. We need to make sure you have something. And I felt it was so selfless of them to give me this space. They didn't see it as a way of I'm running away from them or um, I'm running away from the loss that we are, are, are working through, um, but they saw it as a healing. Um, and I thank them tremendously for giving me that space. Um, without their permission, I, I certainly would not have followed through on it um, because what they needed has always been number one for me. Um, 
so to to give their permission to continue um, has always been, you know, um, such an endearing, uh, loving gift <laughs> that they could have given me. Um, and you know, they they always brag. They say, yeah, you know you know, we want to tell our friends, you know, there's, there's not a mom like you. <laughs> they don't, are, you know, my friends' moms, they don't do what you do. And they, they think it's the most awesome thing. And to be able to be that for them, it, it helps. <laughs> it, it certainly helps. With, with my little one, I just, you know, she actually was the, the one that got us out the house. You know, I started cycling and um, as a way to keep up with them. Because <laughs> she got us, we were all home, all quarantined. And, and she tells us, let's get out the house. Let's go for a family walk. And, you know, we're all on top of each other for the first time in I don't know how long. And we started walking. Uh, and then slowly but surely they started getting skateboards and scooters and bicycles. And you know, I'm still walking beside them. And I start maybe jogging beside them. I said, you know, I, I gotta try to keep up with you guys. And so I grabbed my bike and Cindy, it had been hanging for three months. Not three months, excuse me, three years. My bike had been hanging for three years. I had done um, some cycling and then I moved and commuting just made it impossible long long days and so uh, when I got it down I you know pumped the pumped the tires got the air in went on for that first spin and the wind was in my face and I felt like a kid again I'm like I had the best time I don't know what or why I waited, well, I know why, but you know, at that moment, it's like, oh, I needed this, you know, with all the stress, you know, my husband's in the hospital, we're quarantined, everybody's at home, everybody's on top of each other, there's no space to be able to get outdoors and to have that wind hit your face was just so, um, I, my love's supposed to, to describe the, the feeling, just the sheer joy and, and exhilaration that, that I felt. And I have not put that bike down since. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's, that's where I, I, I've been. Well, let me just say first, um, it's extraordinary. Uh, I hear such raw strength in how you are articulating your soul. Yeah. Um, I share with you the feeling that when you're outside and, and I, I love my bike too. I haven't, um, done any types of rides like you all have done, but it has become, it, it was really important for me as I got older and kind of let go of things like um, the traditional role of being a mom every day, uh, of being a working mom. I had a career change, lots of um, changes at, at once. And to feel that you still have kind of that strength inside that has gotten you to where you are is really, it feels emboldened. And I see that coming through your spirit. Um, it, it, it really makes you feel emboldened, right? Like you can really do anything. And when you have a crew like mine behind you, saying that if you don't do this, <laughs> how can you not, you know, how can you not? Uh, and some family, they didn't get it. They didn't get how much I in, enjoy being on my bike until 
I invited them to one of the races, the, the biggest race of the season. I had family, extended family. Um, I call family just because they've embraced the children and I um, like that. Um, and when they saw me on the bike, each lap, they, at the end, they said, I get it now. I get why you need, not why I wanna do this, but why I need to do this. They, they saw the energy just radiate off me. Um, and it's become that, cycling has become that for me. So I've always been a, a bit of a private um, person um, being in the public now, this is also new to me. It's, it's very um, uh, interesting to see the effect when I do start to speak um, about some of my experiences, not realizing how much of an impact that makes on, on others because I've been so closed to, to sharing uh, myself. Um, and I realized that doing so could help that next person. You don't know what that, what any, any, we, we ride with the group and we don't know what each other, you know, how each other's day has been affected by certain life experiences until we start to share a, a bit of that. And we start to give a little bit of strength to someone who may not have felt that the, it was easy you know, to get up that day, or if they're just having a, you know, some sort of struggle and to be able to say, you know what, I get you. This is what's going on for me. Um, and to be able to give a little bit of strength and encouragement um, to someone else. You know, I, I've been blessed um, in this space to be able to pull a lot um, from others. And my thing is, if I can't give it back, um, then it would have all not been for, for nothing, but I, I, I definitely feel a need to, to pay it forward. I've, I've been blessed to receive a lot of, um, inspiration. And if I can just give a bit of that back to someone else, I would feel better, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, to keep that cycle going, uh, to, to keep that cycle going and just uh, to keep that, that spirit of, of renew, renewal, um, strength. I understand that you were on the top platform this past year. <laughs> Yeah. And I am interested in what that felt like to you. That, oh my goodness, Cindy, that was not even just at the moment. There was a lead up that led to that. It was coming off a very stressful week, maybe a couple weeks, a very stressful couple weeks. Um, and, and Marcus, in, I believe in his last um, <laughs> Uh, Pac has mentioned that it was um, in the category 55. I love you, Marcus. <laughs> but it was the 40 to 44. Although, uh, as I mentioned, Cindy, I hope to be cycling well into my 55 plus years. Um, I'm here. I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. So I hope the story still stands true at 55 that I will be considered um, a state crit champ um, in, my, in my master's women's age 55 plus. Um, but this past um, year in 2021, I did have an amazing uh, opportunity to take the title of uh, 2021 California state crit champ for women's masters 40 to 44. And to say the lead up to that was uh, a bit, not, not so much stressful, but no, it was stressful. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I, I had a partnership with um, uh, my road bike and unfortunately 
um, that dissolved uh, two weeks prior to the state championship. Um, fortunately enough, I have my gravel bike, but prior to the race start, I had to return uh, my road bike. Um, but everything happens for a reason. Um, I didn't know what the reason was, but the night before that championship, I, I had told a dear friend of mine that I'm going to show up tomorrow and I'm going to take state championship. And I'm gonna do it on my gravel bike. I had the worst sleep the night before, but this vision was so prominent in my psyche. It just, it just illuminated. I saw myself winning and out of the, the situation, I was determined that something good was gonna happen. Now I had never been on the podium all season long. I started the season with a flat. I didn't even finish. So to even have the audacity to say, I'm gonna take state champ, what? Who's, who goes in and says that? But it just goes to the power of positive thinking. Um, and when I, when I resolved to, to do this, and it, it led up to this, um, the same dear friend of mine um, told me early on to focus on me and my race. Because in my head, I was, I'm not good enough as her. She's doing this, she's doing that. And I had to really step back and look at myself. And until I did, it, or it wasn't until I did that, the gains started happening. Taking the focus off of what the others were doing and just focusing on what it is that I came there to do, what I was capable of doing, my training. And so that weekend, Marcus and his, his beautiful wife, Sandra, surprised me. Um, and we rode on Saturday with the club, with. It was a nice collaboration of right for racial justice and uh, major motion. I, I, I just remember how I felt driving into the parking lot with the team and just knowing the, the stress and the mental uh, struggles I, I was dealing with leading up to that, to that ride on Saturday to pull up and see Marcus changed all of that. <laughs> This, this cloud moved, the sun shone and we had a, a, a fantastic ride. And, and I told him, you know, tomorrow's the state champs. Are you, are you championships? Are you gonna be there? It's like, of course I'm gonna be there. I had no idea um, that they were actually gonna be there that Saturday. And, and I remember my coach saying, hey, Lisa, you know, I, I typically do a different ride that particular day. And he said, Come, come right with us. Come right with us on Saturday. Um, and I said, you know what? Fine. Uh, you know, he, and he, usually Kevin is not good with holding secrets at all. He will tell his own secret. And so to 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 go in and and know that um, you know he he held this and and did very did an amazing job doing so. Uh, when I pulled up to the lot and saw Marcus, and it, it was perfect because we had just gotten our right for racial justice jerseys, and I was going to, I put mine on, I was uh, going to unveil it for the first time on social media, like, yeah, we, we, we got our kits, I was going to show my kids and have my gravel bike, and to see Marcus across the, the, the parking lot in the same kit on his same gravel bike, uh, it was meant to be, Cindy. It, the, it was meant to be. The, the universe was working and my mood was just changed, complete 180. Um, I had the best time. I smiled so much. 
um, and it just felt so good um, to to have both of my families, my part of my gravel family and my road family together um, on on the same uh, event. It was it was so so um, pleasant, just just a really really great um, change of mood, and we we finished that ride, took our photos, posted some. It was just the energy, you know, it's that, that great positive energy. And so that conversation um, with the vision came that night. Uh, I, just, I just had it in my gut. Like this was gonna be the one, this was gonna be my one. And showed up and Marcus was there, Sandra was there. And I had extended family, um, my brother <laughs> uh, and my sister were there. You know, I, I call my brother from another mother because, you know, we're not related, but it's as though we are. You know, he embraces the children, my nieces and nephews. And, you know, I've just been very fortunate to, to be embraced by his family. Um, so they showed up and uh, Marcus and Sandra, like I said, were there and you know, my daughter was there and it was just a family affair. We, Major Motion just has a, a way of, of making um, good times at the races. So it, it was, it's always a, it's a party <laughs> for, for us. So um, to, to have, you know, Ride for Racial Justice there was the icing on the cake. Um, and, I get in the race and I, I find myself in, in a great position. I'm, I'm tucked, you know, and I, things just started to click. You know, I, I had a bit of advice from, you know, I, I'm getting advice as uh, oh, throughout the season and things just started to come together, started piecing together. It wasn't my, there were certainly things that I could have done better, but I'm, I'm in it. And I realized this, this second to last lap and I can count the number of girls in front of me and it's single digits. I said, wait a minute, this, this is actually, this is actually happening. Don't, don't give up. Don't you dare give up. You are here. This is what you wanted. And I got out of that saddle and I pushed and I dug. If each pedal was like every, every doubt that ever sunk in was pushed down deeper. With every pedal down, I was pushing that down pushing that I'm not good enough to hell you are. Look at you, look at where you are right now. And uh, I have visions of each lap. I saw my family, I heard my family, they were shouting. And I knew I was doing it for them. I was doing it for me. I was doing it for my daughter to say, you can be here too. You can do this too. There is no limit to what you can do. Uh, it was so surreal. I, I still, I still question, not question, I still love, find a big shock in it. it. It still doesn't feel real because it was just so powerful. The, the vision to be able to say it, to see it, say it, and it happened. Like, are you, did that just happen? Did that just happen? I'm, I'm not the one you see coming. I wasn't the one you, the buzz wasn't around me. Who, who are you? Who is this girl? Where did you come from? 
you know, it's just, it, it was amazing. And to share it on that platform, that's when I, I, I say my family, they say, I get it now. I get why you do it. Um, I get why you spend so much time here in this space. You know, my children, heck yeah, my mom did that. Okay, you can spend some more time away. It's, it's yeah, you know, we 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 knew you were gonna be out there, and um, we're proud of you. Heck yeah, we knew you could do it. You know, to to see to hear my children, um, so proud of me, um, and shout and and just support. It was it was amazing. I have so many thoughts going through my head right now. Um, first and foremost, uh, you have such an important story to share um, because I think, and it drives me nuts that it's this way, but I think part of our human condition is we don't give ourselves collectively and individually the space to be proud of ourselves, to acknowledge the can-do in our spirits to celebrate the goodness in us, the things we can accomplish, and to hear you validate from a very personal perspective that we can, that we should, that we are. I don't know that there are many things more powerful than that. So for that, I wanna personally thank you for- thank you giving us, giving me, giving anyone listening right now, the freedom, the opportunity, the permission to celebrate ourselves, to believe that we can, that we are, that we should. I really just want to thank you for that. Um, I really, that's a beautiful gift you're giving. So thank you for um, for someone who is a private person, as you've acknowledged in our conversation, to have the courage to let your voice be heard and to share your story is a gift for all of us. So thank you for that. The other thing I want to really go back to, because um, I've been processing it ever since you said it, but when we first started, you said, who am I? I'm just a mom. <laughs> and how many times for those of us who are moms do we say to ourselves well I'm just the mom you know I I mean I'm just the mom yeah. and what you have shared about the importance of showing who you are for your children is another beautiful gift you're sharing because I don't think you're alone I I know personally I can tell you you aren't alone there are times when I've said, well, I'm just the mom. Well, yeah. you aren't just the mom. Lisa, <laughs> you are a mom. Yes. And you are a mom to five human beings that you are putting out into our world. Yeah. And they're amazing in their own right. I, and I they're amazing say. in their own right. I, and like, in part because of what you and your husband yeah. set out for them. Yeah. And I, I don't, I just, and I don't want to be disrespectful to the dads out there at all, at all. Oh, at all. I just want to say that it's not just a mom. You're a mom. And when you show up and wear that role and that title, and then we really delve in and unpack what that means, it's a huge responsibility and it's a huge gift to our world. So I heard you when you said that, and I identify because I've said it myself, but I guess I just want to go back to, you showed up as a mom, as right. a mom. And I want to celebrate that because you showed up at the starting gate with all of those other people and whatever they were bringing as a mom. And I just want to celebrate that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm 
celebrate it. You know, I, I've stopped saying, I've stopped saying I'm just a mom. Heck yeah, I'm a mom. I'm a proud mom. Yes. I, 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 I tell myself and I stop myself. And because I, I realized when I, and that's that comparing, I'm, well, I'm just this when, you know, person, you know, well, so-and-so is doing this, so-and-so is doing that. That's great. Let's celebrate them. But celebrate yourself as well. You know, because with everything that we have, moms, you know, we carry a multitude of hats. We are everything. And to be able to, within that space, give ourselves permission, as you said, to be ourselves, to find happiness what, for, for all that we give to others. It's okay to be able to give back. You know, and to to say, and I celebrate. Yeah, I'm a mom. I'm a freaking bad butt mom who is breaking that so-called stereotype. Oh, you know, moms should only be A, B, and C. No, we are doing everything under the moon. I just happen to be a mom as well. <laughs> you know, and that that has been um, being is the, is the best title that I could have um, uh, to, to have the ability to see myself um, through the eyes or to, to see the greatness and, and pour myself into individuals who go on and be even better human beings. You know, um, it's definitely a badge of honor and no longer am I saying I'm just a mom, I am. Above. The other thing I think that was really neat about what you said too, though, is that you, you gave yourself permission to not limit yourself to the role of mom, you yeah. know, that you, you use that as a way to, to show your kids that you are a whole human being with things um, that are important to you with uh, things you're striving for, the strength from your spirit, all of those things that you're a whole human being. And I just also appreciate that as a gift, because I think sometimes, um, you know, we, we do limit ourselves and it's just the way it is. And when you talked about comparing yourself to others, I think that is a, such a common human condition as well. And to liberate ourselves from that to liberate ourselves from boundaries and to just let, let us grow, right? Let our spirits grow and be the best version of who we can be. And you so clearly are doing that and have given yourself permission to do that. And that's just, that is such a gift. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it, it doesn't come easy. Um, it, it takes a daily reminder. It takes focus to to not fall back especially when you've dealt been dealt with a lot of adversity and you're struggling just to find peace within yourself um it takes a conscious effort to stay in uh, in that positive mind state and to be able to be surrounded in a, a community or in a space that continues to to nurture that is is very key i i know that in my, in my loss, had I not had a community um, to really surround myself with, it might've been a bit more difficult um, to, to not have someone um, encourage and support uh, what I wanted to do or to, to understand um, where I could go. Um, uh, so it, it's when I share my story, uh, uh, the first responses for, you know, for the, for the sadness, the, 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 um, the, the, um, condolences and, uh, to, to feel empathetic, uh, of the situation that, you know, I, I try to share, I said it as hard as it is. Each day I get a little bit stronger, um, not because it doesn't affect me, but because 
I'm, I'm making that effort to, to, to take care of myself, um, to continue on this path and, you know, being very protective of the energy that I allow in my space. That is very key as well. This has truly been an, a journey in mental wellness. Um, and I didn't realize that until, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting back, we hear a lot in the news these last, you know, several months about mental wellness in, in professional Olympic sports in day-to-day day, day, day life. Um, and you really don't stop to think of, of the impact on it has on you, you know? And, and I realized, I said, wow, if I didn't have this, how, how would things be, have been different? Um, so I'm very fortunate to, to have had such a healthy way to release, um, to, to put that power, to put that energy um, in, in training. Because uh, I had never been an athlete before 20. 20. I, high school, no, no, <laughs> you know, exercise at, to that point was just a means to uh, maybe stay fit, uh, lose some baby weight, um, but I've never been an athlete. I've never considered myself an athlete, um, was never competitive, uh, and I, I get competitive at 43. What? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? You do. I, and I, I love that. that. You do. <laughs> I'm, hey. I'm having the best, best time. You know, I'm, I'll be 44 next year. Excuse me, next month. I'll be 44 next month. And I can call myself an athlete. I am a competitive athlete. And it feels so good. It feels amazing to find this strength at this age that some may think, oh, you know, athletes, you've got to be in your 20s, 30s, you know, you have to be young or um, at your prime. And to heck with that. I'm, I'm finding that now. And it's just, it's so exhilarating. It's, uh, and we've used, used this quite a bit. Um, but it's very empowering. The journey has really, you know, taken us all uh, to, to new places. When we went to uh, the Ride for Russian Justice met up in Steamboat because the children pretty much blessed me with the ability to even train and, and compete there. We took a road trip. I said, this, this weekend, that weekend in, in Steamboat was not just for me. I said, this was to be celebrated by all of us. So we, I drove the entire family from Lancaster to, to Steamboat. Uh, and we took a road trip. I said, this is going to be experienced by us all. And it was really awesome to have them there to see what their sacrifice uh, was all about to hear an amazing panel discussion, to see the impact that our group had on on the attendees there, to see um, what all this was about, you know, um, they they appreciated you know being part of it. Uh, Good times. <laughs> Miss Lisa, would you do me the honor of introducing your children and their ages? I just feel like I want, they've played an important part of our conversation and oh, I want uh, to personalize them. Oh, yes. Uh, my eldest, Mecca, uh, is now 24. She graduated um, 
Sacramento State University with a degree in uh, forensic biology. I have a 23-year-old son, uh, Khan Mohammed, who is a um, architectural student with um, Woodbury University. He's currently working um, as an intern with ZGF in Los Angeles, California. I have a 18-year-old uh, daughter, Nisa, uh, senior in high school now. Uh, I have a Mossad. Uh, he is 14 and a future uh, uh, electrical engineer at the, at the moment. You know, he, he loves to tinker and, and tear things apart and build them right back up. He's been doing so since he was six. And we have the, um, the ringleader, Miss Jahan, who is now seven. <laughs> my future cycling buddy. I, I take uh, my recovery rides with her often. We find us uh, uh, cycling around the neighborhood. She is seven and uh, my little uh, race buddy and partner. Rumor has it she might have done her first race this past year. Yes, <laughs> she did. She did. Prior to her uh, race, she was on training wheels and she saw uh, we have another racer uh, in the community who brings the sun out. And I, I remember the day like yesterday, I, it's a funny story I, I often share, but she saw him and she tells me, she said, mommy, he's six. I said, yeah, I'm six. I said, mm -hmm. she said, but he doesn't have training wheels. I said, no, he doesn't. I don't think I need training wheels either. So that night we get home and training wheels come off the bike, but Cindy, she doesn't get on. She, she, she may try a, a little bit, but she, no, no go. A week later, it might've been two weeks later, um, we find that our next event, there's gonna be a children's race. It's a, it was being held on Father's Day. And so I told her, I said, you know what, Jahan? I said, I've got a kid's race for you. Now, this is the one who was all upset because she could not race with the big kids. And so now was her opportunity. But I told her, I said, you know what? You can't race if you have training wheels. A little white lie. Just, just, just a little. <laughs> because there were children there with training wheels and uh, uh, tricycles. But how would she have known? Um, so I told her this and she said, okay, lo behold, that was just the motivation she needed because we were on a nearby cul-de-sac and she's riding and I'm racing behind her. I said, well, let me put on my Strava so I can at least get some miles for, you know, get some, some running miles. Cause she's starting to, to build up here. She's putting it together. And that afternoon, one afternoon of her initiating training, she rode for three miles at, at one time. After she had practiced, she finally got the hang of it. And we were up to um, three miles. So I left that weekend and I told Khan, I said, you know, I had to go down to LA for training. And that's another thing. I'm 75 miles from training. So that we're, you know, with my club, that that's true dedication, but, but I love them. Um, but with, with Jahan, I told her she needs help with getting started. I didn't know what the parameters were, if they were going to let parents in to, to help her. Uh, so I said, just make sure she knows how to get on by herself. And so he sends me a video of her getting on by herself. And she was so elated. So all week, and he told me, he said, mom, why'd you tell her, you know, she can't race without the training wheels. That's too much pressure. I said, it's not, it's not too much pressure. She's got it. Just, just trust me. She, she's got it. And it was, it was all she needed to put in that little head that 
I, I got this. this. I've got this. And when we talk about parents, what, what, what was that? We have to let them know that they can, you know, you, you're told enough, you can do it. You got to be told enough by your parents, by your loved ones, by those close to you. You know, too many of our children are coming up thinking that they're not good enough, that they don't have a chance, especially when you come to children who look like me. Children of color, there are too many chances are they told or not told how much opportunity they, they have to succeed. And to, to hear that over and over can be very devastating. So to, to have her know with a little work, with a little patience, with a lot of practice, you're going to get it. And to, on her own will, do it was empowering to her. And so she shows up ready and she's pedaling. And I don't know where she placed, but she'll tell you she got ninth place. I don't know where <laughs> she was convinced. She was convinced I got ninth place, but next time I'm gonna get I'm gonna get closer. And I didn't tell her any any other, you know, why what was the point? But she was ultimately proud of herself and I was proud of her. And it was the crowning moment, you know. If if it wasn't me getting on the on the platform, it was definitely her and, and, and her win. That that was enough for me, you know, just a, a proud bobbing moment. Miss Lisa, I can't think of a better way to start the oh. Venerable Voices 2.0, the new year with this conversation. Um, and the hope and the can do and the energy and the soul, all of that you're bringing to bear today. And oh. I just will leave this with such gratitude. Um, before signing off officially, um, is there anything else that you wanna put out into the world through our conversation today that we haven't hit on? Oh, that we haven't hit on. Um... maybe not so much that we haven't hit on, just it's okay not to have it all figured out. I think, um, again, if you surround yourself with a community of family and friends, you know, who see the best in you, um, who want the best for you, um, and provide you with encouragement, you'll pick up the pieces along the way. And, I love that. Yeah. If it takes a little longer, so be it. As long as you're making those steps toward finding what pleases you, what makes you happy, continue. Well, my Venerable Voices listening crew, I think we can all agree that hearing from Lisa Muhammad has been an incredible way to start this new year together. I feel renewed. I feel inspired. I feel like in the face of adversity, I can pull through. I hope you feel the same. I think it's just a reminder, right? That every, everywhere around us, we have examples of bright lights that can help to ignite our souls. And, you know, even through some dark days, through some uncertain times, through um, journeys that may not be as peaceful all the time, um, we can find a way through. We can feel hope for our futures. And you don't have to look any further than Lisa Muhammad's journey to feel that. I thank her so much for her courage, for her vulnerability, for sharing her humanity with all of us. Um, we're all better for it. And until next time, whatever you do, be sure and make it count and be well.
Thanks for joining Venerable Voices today.